and could play younger. Anne Wendell said, That's an interesting statement Thurlene is making with the Vuitton shoulder bag she brought to the golf course. It must have cost her daughter $1,500. Headline, Man Finds Jealous Woman Among Golf Moms. I casually asked if there was a Mr. Jacked-Up Mini around. I hadn't seen a guy in a muscle shirt with gold shit around his neck anywhere. They're divorced, Anne Wendell said. He isn't here. I thanked Anne Wendell and walked away, thinking that the sight of Thurlene Clayton had started to change my mind about women's golf. In my wholesome life as a sports writer and recreational golfer, all women's golf had meant to me was a foursome in shin-length skirts, cardigan sweaters, and floppy hats directly in front of me and playing so slow and squatting behind putts so long they'd force me to yell, Pick it up, Doris! It's good! I decided the jacked-up Minnie needed to meet me since I was in a position to help her daughter's career, owing to the literature I turned out regularly in the magazine I wrote for. If you wanted to attach an ulterior motive to why I wanted to meet her, you could start with the fact that I'd been single for three years. It was the result of two losses in the marriage game. My first wife, Carolyn, the magazine reporter, left me for a stockbroker for the same reason that my second wife, Renata, the real estate agent, left me for a gel-hair lawyer. I took a philosophical view of it. Stockbrokers and lawyers, pound for pound, made a shitload more money than journalists. So I wrote it off as one of God's mistakes, like not letting dogs live longer. I'd stayed friends with Carolyn. She was a nice person, had a good heart, and I didn't blame her much for wanting a guy who made more money and wasn't always out of town in a bar or a press room. Renata, on the other hand, was a different package. She was attractive, fashionable, inquisitive, but that was the disguise I fell for. She turned out to be a humorless, screeching, spend-with-both-hands, life-sucking bitch who could throw a clock radio into a wall mirror harder and straighter than Peyton Manning could throw a football. The gel hair guy was welcome to her. It's the only time I've ever pitied a lawyer. Chapter 2 This was early March. I was at an LPGA tournament in a part of Southern California I didn't know existed. I was at a new golf course and real estate development that was supposed to be an enthralling resort destination despite the fact that it was in a vast desert halfway between Indio and El Centro. Palm Springs, in all of its glory and fragrance, was back there in the dust somewhere. I'd flown from New York to L.A., spent the night at the hills, dined on my usual McCarthy salad, and rented a Lincoln the next morning. I'd spent six hours driving. The first three hours were for enjoyment— the last three, I felt like I was in a desperate race to reach the Wadi Zimzim ahead of Rommel's Africa Corps. The tournament was the Firm Chick Classic. Firm Chick was a skin cream, I was excited to learn, and I was always impressed when a tournament declared itself a classic the first year of its existence. The first round was already underway on this Thursday in the kind of LPGA tournament where the winner makes page nine in the sports sections, but could be a nail-biter if you were a golf mom or a golf dad and had a precious princess in the hunt. The 54-hole event, 
a ladies' thing, Saturday conclusion, was taking place at this huge, lavish country club and resort called Enchanted Villa. I'd checked in at the front desk, received a press credential and a press packet of info, dropped off my bag and laptop in my room, freshened up, and gone out to case the joint. According to the press guide, the Enchanted Villa was owned by Toppy and Connie Pemberton of La Jolla. They had realized their lifelong dream when they built Enchanted Villa and hired Birch Webb, the world-famous architect, to design 36 holes of golf. Villa was the championship course where the tournament was being held, and Cottage was the shorter, easier course. I didn't need to look at the two layouts to know they'd feature fake waterfalls, dirt-shoved hills, phony ponds, rows of palm trees flown in from Kauai, and here and there a copycat golf hole. Aha! The eleventh at Marion. And what have we here? I do believe it's the eighth at Pebble. No.